Hey everybody, Brett here, uh, producer of the Be Kind Rewind. I just need to jump in here really quick because unfortunately due to some technical difficulties, the first five or ten minutes of this week's episode did not get recorded. So what you won't hear is Joey introducing this week's guests, Ian Taylor and Sheila Ann, two Boise residents that are filmmakers, Sheila's an actress, and uh, they actually nominated Weekend at Bernie's and Weekend at Bernie's 2 to be this week's movies for this episode, uh, because they love them. Uh, you didn't miss too much from the first five or ten minutes. You missed the theme song, and you missed me giving a synopsis of the two movies, which I am not going to repeat now, because I don't want to. Uh, you also just missed kind of them talking about, you know, their background with the movies. Sheila was, has ta- was talking about how they're kind of like comfort food for her because she watched them so much when she was a kid. Uh, so she has a real affinity for them now. Um, and, and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, sorry if it's a bit jarring to just jump into the middle of the conversation now, but... Uh, I think the rest of this episode is great, and I hope you enjoy it as well. Thank you. Bye. And then so like what you guys think about the second one everything's all died up dialed up to 11 clearly they're dealing with some sort of psd at that or post-traumatic stress disorder oh, yeah. at that time because okay fine we're just gonna like <laughs> so step one let's go back to the morgue and steal the body mm-hmm. okay sure <laughs> and, and where do they put him when they're getting him out of the morgue it's like oh, yeah. it's, it's a Right inside that suitcase. Right yeah. inside the suitcase. Like. Disgusting, but a very funny mm-hmm. scene for yeah. me. I oh, laugh my every gosh. time. Yeah, it's great. It's hilarious. Shoving his face right in that suitcase. Like, oh I, my God. I love when he's on, in the suitcase and they run, they drive past a, a, a band and it starts beating. He's in yes. there alive. <laughs> they don't even notice this. <laughs> and like what you said too with Andrew McCarthy comes out and he's just introducing himself as Bernie Lomax to everybody. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, yeah, you completely checked out, right. <laughs> and you have completely come outside of your own personal safety at this point. Yeah. You guys need a lot of psychological help. Yeah, yeah, in, in a very comedic fashion, there's like, there is no alternative. Okay, we um, we found our dead boss in part one, and we had this whole weekend adventure, mm-hmm. and in part two, we have no other course Mm-mm. but to we have been fired from our jobs mm-hmm. they think we stole this two million dollars mm-hmm. or we had he tried to get it. us killed what we are we just going were doing to our do jobs. but steal the corpse from the morning <laughs> go to the virgin isles and have a treasure hunt for mm-hmm. this lockbox with you know the the money in it yeah i give more thought to what i'm gonna have for lunch than the, hmm. yeah yeah it, and <laughs> and i understand sequelitis you yeah. gotta have a story for your part too but golly it just <laughs> yeah not a real organic if you will. no no <laughs> i think they could have just st- stuck with maybe Three <laughs> different mm-hmm. plots that they decided to sh- to, to claim in here. It's like maybe just voodoo, yeah, or maybe just uh, 
Definitely not voodoo. No, <laughs> no definitely not voodoo. Uh, and, and I would like to point out, uh, sadly, how like nothing has really changed in uh, the second one when they found Larry when they find Larry when the cops find Larry and Richard that uh, they've broken into essentially a bank and was ex- ex- um, accessing the computer systems mm-hmm. the cops arrest them they take them to jail question them for a little bit and then let them go mm-hmm. the two uh, gangster guys who are you know African American sure. um, are just kind of having a small tussle in a in a in a, uh, a subway mm-hmm. They get t- taken to jail, and they're threatened to be put in solitary for 24 hours to cool off. It's like, whoa, yeah. come on now. That's that's <laughs> a true. little overtly. However, I don't, I don't know if you saw the little part where they let them go, um, and then the guy comes out, the bad guy. He comes out, and he's like, yeah. thank you. Because well, he wants to follow them, because he thinks just they're Barry, Barry Bostwick. Yeah, Barry Bostwick. Yeah, yeah the, the kind of apropos actually. That right. <laughs> Barry right? Bostwick's in this. Um, I don't know. Okay, so in a way, yeah, they, they've they've caught them breaking into a bank. They've caught them in her, but but it wasn't well, the there bank might though. Be some more. It, it was, was the office. The, the, office. the office, but mm-hmm. basically some white collar crime. Right. And mm-hmm. so just. By the vouch of another white guy, uh, let's go ahead and let them go, and we'll just see. I don't think a claims adjuster. <laughs> That's true. If it would have been the other guys, there's no way they would have got out. <laughs> if the cops came and arrested, you know, I work for a big corporation. If the cops came and arrested me, somebody from the home office ain't gonna be able to like, you know what? Just <laughs> he might steal some pencils later. Let's let him go. <laughs> well, and they're all they're all they all have their run-ins with the law like multiple times. Like Barry Bostwick is, yeah. you know, having run-ins multiple run-ins with the cops uh andrew mccarthy jonathan silverman multiple run-ins with the cops and then the actual hench people who i suppose would be considered the villains of the piece but not really because uh on on a moral level what are they doing that's any worse than you know what the heroes (laughs) nobody else yeah Yeah. exactly everybody's on the same like yeah plane um I will have to give credit to the cops in the uh, Virgin Islands are way more on the ball. They, they are all <laughs> over in that movie. They're, 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 sit, they're sitting in the back seat with, uh, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, they is are. It, is they it Barry are. Bostwick who mm-hmm. gets put yeah. in the car? And... <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're way more on the ball than anybody in New York City when, yeah, they didn't have any trouble getting a corpse out of a city morgue at it's, all. It's true. <laughs> they walked right in, walked right out. Even when the guy that, even the, the coroner recognized the corpse, uh, whatever, you crazy. <laughs> you <laughs> no, need, to, you okay. need to get some rest, Bill. Mm-hmm. Easy. No, but the Virgin Island guys are on top of every little thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gotta have some stakes, I suppose. <laughs> it always struck me funny, too, uh, going, you know, putting these two stories together. Bernie Lomax did not really trust banks, apparently. No. no. <laughs> if he's wanting to keep a suitcase full of money in his desk at his house, um, another in, in a different island because it was in uh, the Hamptons in the first one, and then the Virgin, the American Virgin Islands in the second one. Yep. Not only in a safety deposit box, but he just has a map to he buries it under the ocean. Right. Um, on the same line as a on a on a Disney tour. Submarine, submarine climax. That's what it totally reminded me of the submarine ride at Disneyland. Exactly, that's exactly what I think every time I see it. <laughs> I just visioned Bernie Lomax down there with a with a scuba gear, like mm-hmm. burying his money, like some old prospector. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, hmm. 
it, it, and, and it begs it, questions for sure. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one one can argue uh, the, the merits of making sequels to movies now as well as back then, but I also feel like now, uh, I don't know. It can be argued now, at least the stories of sequels in the present day seem to be a little more organic. Uh, like, I, it picks up. Weekend at Bernice 2 picks up maybe the next yep. day from mm-hmm. weekend. And, and it's, it is literally like, okay, here it is. Now Bernie's, Bernie's still dead, but mm-hmm. let's, let's seriously just go find a bag of money. I like lo- we did in the first one. Yeah. And, and, I, I love the, the the way they decided to go and just let's just throw any kind of idea that we had in this make it work oh questionably mm-hmm. uh, you know you, you see these you know sequels especially to comedies are really hard I mean yeah. are really hard to nail down um, I always rem- I always think of uh, Zoolander two yeah for one unnecessary two like you had some really good stuff and they just said eh, let's just start copying. Have you guys seen the second Zoolander yet? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. No? Okay, so you've seen it. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the first 30 minutes is great, and then it just devolves into almost the exact same story as the first one, and it's yeah. hard With... not to do that because it works so well. Right. So, and, and this one was like, okay, so they've got the premise that Bernie's dead. Sadly, they waited way too long in the sequel to, like, okay, he's dead. If you watch it, it's like 40 minutes into it before he's finally walking around and doing something. It's like, let's get to the chase. Yeah. Like, this is... This is why we're here. It's, we want to see a dead guy doing stuff. And you've told us that he dances in this one. And I feel funny again, you know, debating artistic merits of Weekend at Bernie's 2. Mm-hmm. Where the, let's, let's, to, let's, let's hop into it. Mm-hmm. The voodoo. Mm-hmm. The voodoo. Like, it's the wackiest thing in there. But it's <laughs> so bless. We we talked about it briefly. Mm-hmm. Bless Terry Kaiser, for who plays Bernie and oh my like, goodness, the the idea being for those who don't know that yeah Bernie cannot Bernie is still dead Bernie mm-hmm. is a corpse in part two, and this voodoo ceremony goes awry he cannot move unless there's music playing mm-hmm. so whenever there is music playing and they go to the Virgin Isles there's mm-hmm. you know steel drum music all sorts oh, yeah. of great you know tropical stuff happening and Bernie gets to do a little corp dance whenever he's you he know does. whenever he's around he the music he's doing the twerking and, stuff yeah, right yeah. when and, and it is this is where my creative brain goes is like any any old actor can sell a good movie mm-hmm. and a good script, but how good does Terry Kaiser have to be yeah. to be so? Oh yeah, he's believable. It's like, all right, I'm watching a dancing corpse, mm-hmm. and right. he's dancing because of voodoo. And the the late '80s, early '90s, the time that these movies came about, they they were good. They were really good at taking these far out, unbelievable premises. And making them seem believable somehow, mm-hmm. and I don't know what mm-hmm. magic was in the air. Well, what, mannequin, what, what was... cocaine was being snorted? And, you <laughs> yeah, know, mannequin, mannequin was two exactly, years before this. Exactly, Andrew McCarthy. Right. And like, I loved mannequin. Oh, yeah. mannequin's great yeah. stuff. And, and mannequin two on the move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wait a second. Oh, <laughs> we get a Bernie's two on the move. See, there we go. No. <laughs> I'll be darned. Um, <laughs> it it just like I I was genuinely genuinely impressed like 
does does anybody know who Terry Kaiser is except for the few of us that mm-hmm. even know these weekend at Bernie's movies anymore mm-hmm. like he's a long you know long history of at least a 50 year character yeah actor. he's like yeah, he's, he's been done most, everything yeah. yeah he was uh the only thing I really really knew him from was this and the Tracy Allman show mm-hmm. uh, he was on that but when you look at his filmography like he's been doing things for ever yeah. ever and if you haven't had the chance to see it i definitely recommend you can you can it's on youtube at least the dancing scenes where he's you know i'm in by no way shape or form would ever even uh claim to be any sort of fit person and nobody that i really can think of who's who would be fit can lay flat on their stomach start twerking their ass and then <laughs> yeah. slowly yeah. turn and get up and make it look as fluid and yeah uh supernatural and yet natural at the right. same time it looks bizarre um and there's the the way he he walks through the whole movie he leans way way back uh when he's walking and he's kind of leaning with his knees right and this is how he walks the music my four-year-old lost his mind <laughs> yeah he's been doing that for days now at the house yep. he'll just hey dad and then I'll start doing the Bernie walk. That's well, the Bernie. That's the Bernie. And I looked it up, and that's a thing. Yeah. It was a real thing that around 2011, people were doing the Bernie walk, and they were. Well, I walking. did not know that. That's I didn't know that either. It's, either. It's, it was, I believe it was a, a sports guy did it. I don't know if he was a basketball player or a football player. Or somebody was doing it. Yeah. And for a very brief moment, it was a thing. It was like doing the Bernie walk, and they're just walking, and it was fascinating to watch these little these little clips from only. Eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Terry Kaiser just nails something that could have easily been done with... Well, I mean, you could tell... like, Okay, you could tell when it's not a person. And you could tell when it's... But the it's just amazing how he's able to, to be an enduring character. Literally yeah. just smirking and wearing those sunglasses. Just the whole... The cost... I don't know. There's just something about it that mm-hmm. he just... Like, he nails it. And it's... Uh, I believe he's passed. I don't think he's alive anymore. I'll, we'll have to Terry, look at the... Terry Kaiser? Yeah. No, he's alive. Yeah. Oh, is he still alive? It's, okay. Uh, give us a call, Terry, here at the uh, uh, <laughs> Behind Rewind Show. We'd love we to talk to you. We would love to talk to you. Fan of your work, sir. Yes. Um, I want to know if he can still do that. Oh, my God. He's like in his 70s. Or, he's got to be like in his 70s or 80s. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I mean, you fall can you still get up? Can you, yeah, I would hope so. Um, yeah, he's able to, to make a, an enduring character out of very little. Right. And exactly out of a corpse out of a corpse <laughs> the, yeah. the least you could do he doesn't he doesn't speak past what the first 15 20 minutes of mm-hmm. part 1 but mm-hmm. he he is he's he's telling this story he's playing this character mm-hmm. and he's a corpse mm-hmm. and I know that sounds funky, people who haven't seen these movies, but you got to see it to believe it. You will yeah. believe a corpse can dance. Yeah. You, like, it you will believe a man can fly with Superman. You, you will, will believe definitely. a corpse can dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable how he's how he's able to do this. And, you know, there's what's funny, too, is that it's actually there's a love interest in this first one. Uh, Jonathan, uh, yeah, Jonathan Silverman's character has a love interest that sadly disappears right. like she's not even she, he's he, he even says in the end of the first one he's going to take a week off and spend some time with his girlfriend 
the very next day they're identifying the body in the morgue and she's never mentioned yeah, again yeah. she no. does not um, return for the sequel yeah she doesn't i looked it up and she actually uh, like was having a family and was like doing the, like the real life thing so um, uh that that actress uh who actually has billing like one of the top billings here um Catherine mary stewart if you look her up she's done some like tv and little small things since then yeah, but yeah um and again very yeah, very not, i don't want to say adequate it's a horrible word to say but uh you know she's, she's a love interest that is shocked and appalled once she finally realizes what's going on yeah and, and then kind of like okay well i might as well like she buys into it but right. It's interesting that the peripheral people, it's like, yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> they, they did, they did cast it well. Both times, definitely the first time, the second time as well. Um, but um, yeah, with with her, it, like, it, I actually didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. In, in the first movie, she does uh, Jonathan Silverman's love interest. Mm-hmm. She does kind of have that thankless. She's what, the what's voice. happening? Tell me what's going on. Like the entire movie, but she, she did bring this genuine quality mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, that, she is a voice of reason in the middle of the story, and then yeah, all right, we're all bought in this whole theater. Like it, it could have just been, <laughs> you know, shrieking for ninety mm-hmm. minutes, and it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. This obviously, I mean, obviously, you can't have a a, a corpse movie. Uh, without a ton and ton of just hilarious sight gags. And yeah. both of these movies, I think, deliver that. I mean, definitely the second one is much smaller scale. Um, I don't know if, if this was before we started or not, but you can tell that four years later, it's just not a bigger scale. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not even a lot of like extras when you look mm-hmm. at it. There's one beach scene, and they'll might have some people back and forth when they get to the ho- hotel, but mm-hmm. it's nowhere near. I mean, the first one there is they are in New York City in Times Square, and it is tons. There is tons of people. Yep. Um, there isn't a lot of of. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out where the budget went, and maybe the actors. I have no idea because it wasn't that long. It was only four years later, so I don't know where the same amount of money for both movies, yeah. but. I'm sure they were doing yeah. some sort of like illegal laundering right, with right, the movie. Right. So their their um, their New York scenes in part two are like down these you know, genuine scary looking alleys yeah, in New York City. And yeah. like, yeah, we're not going to go and or the Universal Backlot one right, or two. Right. We'll make we'll figure yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the but this the, I was getting it was the sight gags. Both of these movies have amazing gags, and the one thing that always I. I even watching it the other night, I was laughing out loud as when they're driving in the boat and they keep hearing the boom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Boom. In the first one. I love that <laughs> Four corpses oh. bashing into the buoys. Yeah. Yeah. The they're dragging, because they're dragging him. And, oh, my gosh. Since I was a kid, that made me laugh mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. much. And the sec- the sequel... Uh, it, it's it's nowhere near as big, but I love it. They, they they've got Bernie thrown in the back of the car, and they confront the, the gangsters, and they basically tell him off and about to drive off. So they just reach out and grab his ankles, and just rip him, y- yeah, Bernie yeah, yeah. out the, the back the, of the, the, the two main guys just grab Bernie and <laughs> just pull him pull him out, out the, the back of the car. car. Oh, yes. it's, I don't know why that was so funny. Or when they're dragging him, jumping back to the first one, when they're dragging him in the back of the wagon, and his head on the patio. Oh yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> That's such, like, not lowbrow, but just such 
basic comedy. I don't know. It's just it so works. funny. It, it makes me laugh just thinking about it. I feel I feel like they did have. I fully agree on the. Um, you know they they uh, did not make the second one bigger and mm-hmm. where a lot of sequels go bigger. I, I yeah. do feel like the one moment in part two where they tried to outdo part one was uh, it's trying to outdo part one's buoy scene that Joey mm-hmm. just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And in part two, it's where they're dragging him down the beach, mm-hmm. Bernie, that is, and he's, like, hitting palm trees. He's yeah, attached he hit, to a parasail. Yeah, he's yeah, parasailing. He got caught in the parasail yeah, he's parasailing. By the leg. That's right. And, That's right. and he gets in the ocean, and a shark comes up and yes. takes a bite of him, <laughs> Bernie, and, and so, like... It, oh, it, I totally it was, forgot about the shark. Like I oh. felt like that was their one instance. Maybe that's where they blow aside, seven aside from million the dollars at the very yeah. end. Yeah, it was, it was a like, submarine rental and then a shark. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the right. Disneyland submarine. Yeah. Bert the Bernie's Disneyland. walking the, on the top of the tropical location. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. The deal. Yeah, they. I mean, they, they did travel somewhere. Yeah. wherever they. So, you know, uh, that's the Adam Sandler school of like, I'm gonna go on vacation and film a movie mm-hmm. while we're here. Right. Yeah, that shark. Yeah, we're working. (laughs) Now that's all I can think about now. And it's, I almost feel bad that they couldn't get a good shot of it. Because if you really look at it from a technical aspect, it's kind of blurry. Mm -hmm. Like you can't see it. All of a sudden there's a shark and then it's gone. It's like, oh, you you didn't get the shot. You didn't, and you couldn't afford to do it again. (laughs) Well, it almost looked like they didn't even really have the shark. (laughs) <laughs> that they just kind of superimposed the shark uh, over him shark. in the air, and then it just fell off. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. either yeah. way, they oh, yeah. they had a shark. They did have it, yeah. Kind, <laughs> it, it, it's hard to, you know, the, the the concept of the show is is to, you know is, is to to praise these movies, but from from an actor's point of view, I had a really hard time in the first one when that party uh, first goes on, and the people keep coming up to Bernie and talking to him and the two guys, the two muscle heads, like his workout buddies. Oh yeah. The guy, if you watch that, he's literally reading his off of a card Saturday night live style <laughs> where he's reading his lines, looking off screen off the camera while he's massaging his, uh, Bernie's shoulders. I'm like, Oh, come on. <laughs> come on. Like you, you were given a nice, good lunch. Right. You were brought to this really beautiful mansion. <laughs> you were given one line and you couldn't had, you had to ha- read it. Right. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm not, not to go Superman, the movie on you again, yeah. everybody, you know who else had to do that? Marlon mm-hmm. Brando. Marlon but Brando these gym guys in it's weekend at Bernie's, they me. are not Marlon Brando. Uh, Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, if anybody's listening to this who are filming their own movies, I will know my lines. Yes, yeah, it's like, yes. I can yes. speak for everybody in this room. We will come prepared. Oh yeah, we, um, we learn our stuff. Uh, the fact that 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 building was that room was full of people, and someone had like, okay, fine, write Jimmy's lines down for mm-hmm, him and hold them mm-hmm. up. And they must really have wanted that particular guy. He was probably some sort of producer's friend that yeah, kind of had, had to do it. Producer's friend, or he had the right know. look. Yeah, he, yeah. the muscles. Yeah, but he wasn't even like he was just wearing a red long sleeve shirt on a beach. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, yeah, we got to work out your muscle. Right. <laughs> you know, some but, of these these crazy directors, they yeah, just they know what, what they want. Oh, yeah, they see yeah, it, I, even oh, if I, that I see the side particular <laughs> actor is I, terrible. I, you know, uh-huh. it's, there's so many. Intent- Tangibles in, in casting. Sure. Uh, <laughs> although I remember those guys now, and what 
the hell? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Next time you watch the movie, if you notice, he's literally uh, just Saturday Night Live style. Just I, checking the out the cue cards. I can't. I can't. Yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I grant it. They have a lot to memorize, but not your one line for your weekend mm-hmm. at Bernie's movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we, um, what's come up from this show a lot that really speaks to because we talk a lot of movies that didn't work didn't you know a lot of people know them but they don't really like them uh like you know batman and robin and the flintstones and things all these different movies that we've done right uh there's a common theme around a lot a lot of them um that happens and a lot of it has to do with the movies that have come out around those movies um the most glaring one was when we did uh mystery men 1999 good movie oh great movie um very underappreciated very um but we were looking at it and we were uh looking at all these other movies that came around at the same time like that's that summer you had american pie you had blair witch project you had so many of these different movies that Mm -hmm. you could totally tell where people were wanting what people were wanting to see Mm -hmm. um and unfortunately like mystery men what we came up with was that they were they were parodying a movie genre that was just I mean they were they were two years out of of Bat, from Batman and Robin because that came out in ninety seven right. two years later nothing else had come out superhero wise and they're making fun of superhero movies in their own way so yeah. and, and Mystery Men was right before the superhero movie boom yeah they were with, yeah they were twenty years too yeah, and twenty know, years Spider-Man. too soon if they had made that now would have been killed but oh yeah. Um, or uh, when we did Sgt. Pepper's, which, which was a big, loud, campy musical from the 70s, mm-hmm. coming, out, coming around the same time as Alien and Apocalypse Now. Uh, so you have these yeah. very different movies all coming out at the same time, and you can totally tell where the people wanted to see. Mm-hmm. When I was doing the research for this, this blew my mind because it completely blew that concept out of the water, especially for the first one. And... I've got the list of movies that came, were com- that came out around Weekend at Bernie's too, and that was uh, anybody that loves, even have a passing knowledge of movies, knows the summer of '89. It was a huge time. Huge. It was a good year for movies. Movie summer of love. Very much so. <laughs> Very much so. There was uh, in the '90s. There was one of them too. Uh, but I mean, it's like Parenthood, Do the Right Thing, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, a Dead Poet Society. Ghostbusters 2, which I will go on record saying that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, License to Kill, Batman, uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, yep. Lethal Weapon 2, When yep. Harry Met si- uh, Sally, mm, yes. UHF. Um, yeah. Which uh, a lot of good work, a lot uh, of good, uh, uh, a lot of people talking about UHF right now. So I, mm-hmm. I always like that mm-hmm. when that happens. It's good, good film. It hit 30 years uh, recently, mm, too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Perfect. Uh, Turner and Hooch, uh, Abyss. Um, Dream Child, The uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Uncle Buck, Sex, Lies, and Videotape. So you have all these movies that have gone on to be movie movie standards. Classics. Like yeah. Classics by all rights. Okay. And in there, in that mix, you have B- Weekend at Bernie's. Mm-hmm. There's no reason why this movie should have been inarguably a hit. It was definitely a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It's not regarded as a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a... I'm, it's absurd and yeah. it's but it's not known for i mean it was a kind of an original idea for now i mean they've been doing stuff like this with like dead bodies i mean that's a old yeah, old it's, that's it's a farce farce exactly in front of a camera yeah yeah how many how many 
yeah plays far as have you read where there's a corpse that mm-hmm. goes awry so yeah very very old concept by all rights looking at this list this shouldn't have worked but it did no totally did to me it seems like that was like you know a rising sea rose all boats like they were yeah. movies were just so good People it was hit after hit after hit yeah you look at the list very few kind of drop out it's like, ah, that's not so good. You know, Fatherhood with, uh, actually, I think that was for the second one, but not a lot of movies that came out in 80, in 89 that were like, meh, whatever. Mm-hmm. They have their place, right? Mm-hmm. Flash forward to 90, uh, 94, and it's, excuse me, 93, and it's very evident what happened. Mm-hmm. Very much, uh, you have The Fugitive. So I Married an Axe Murderer, which I thought was later in the 90s, because that is probably the most 90s movie that I can think of. Yeah. So good. But yeah, 93 of all things. Like, that's like 89 was, or 98 was around, people were talking like that. But that Mm. was, you know, for another episode. But uh, so, So I Married an Axe Murderer, um, Hot Shots 2, Sliver, Cliffhanger, Jurassic Park, Sleepless in Seattle, The Firm, Son-in-Law, In the Line of Fire, Free Willy, Hocus Pocus. So many different uh, movies that came out in 93. Clearly, that's what happened for the second one. Like, there was just no way that uh, we can have Bernie's to a sequel. Going out of Jurassic Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially uh, that you have to, like, suspend your disbelief for something like this. I mean, every time you you see a farce on a play, you have to, like, okay. Yeah, there's a dead guy in the room, but it's played for community. Well, clearly this is four years later. So that begs the question, is this four years later? Or so the longer, I think the way, the farther they went away from the original was a little bit harder sell, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about like Weekend Bernie's 2 was not known to be yeah. on it, any, it, they make fun of it in like sitcoms now. Like how I made your, how I met your mother made fun of Weekend at Bernie's 2. Mm-hmm. Well, if and, I recall, yeah, and 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 blockbusters were there were blockbusters back mm-hmm. then, you know, both in '89 and '93. That was mm-hmm. a, a huge, impressive list of movies. Mm-hmm. Weekend at Bernie's too in '93, like Arnold Schwarzenegger got crushed by Jurassic Park because yeah. he did Last Action mm-hmm. Hero, and that was Oof. honestly. Great honestly not a terrible movie it just wasn't jurassic park and Jura- like Same, it, yeah. jurassic park crush- was it and so weekend at bernie's 2 a sequel yes mm-hmm. but a blockbuster no yeah coming out at that same time it's in movie theaters at the same time as all these huge movies yeah but yeah if it's i want to see the sequel to this movie or if i want to go see something new right and the technology finally got to the point where we bought it that it was dinosaurs we don't yeah. have to pretend that these claymation you know clash of titans type right dinosaurs right. Like king these, kong dinosaurs, king kong yeah. dinosaurs now we are getting dinosaurs yeah so we don't really need to see it a, a dead guy movie that's a sequel from four years ago yeah that yeah. was arguably not as i mean it was you know every, people liked it but it wasn't like oh my gosh this is weekend of bernie it's yeah. like uh, I think more, I think the, especially now, I think the wave of nostalgia yep. is lifting this, these movies up more than, uh, they, they could on their own merits. Um, and it could, the same could be the same with a lot of those things like mannequin. 
Yeah. Um, there was another one that came to mind when I was talking to my buddy the other uh, the other day about this that came about these weird supernatural gimmicks that they put in these type of comedy, romantic comedies. Yeah. The, um, oh, that's all right. I'll be sitting the, driving. The the comedy <laughs> fantasy was big back then, like yes. especially like with Splash. Weekend at Bernie's Two. Splash. Splash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. It was right around ninety three. Was Groundhog Day as yeah, well? Yeah, Groundhog Day. Yeah. Uh, like. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, so good. It's a favorite of mine. A lot of people haven't seen it, but there's this old Steve Martin movie called L.A. Story. Ooh, where, like, yes, it, it, I love it so much. And he talks LA to the talks to the so metaphysical good. freeway sign in yeah. L.A. And it's t- so like weekend at Bernie's too. You get to the voodoo. You get it was in in vogue around mm-hmm. then to have these sort of supernatural, supernatural elements to the comedy back yeah. then and. Um, certainly some of them Groundhog Day did yeah. it better than others Weekend at Bernie's too but <laughs> you know but it was it was the mm-hmm. style back then and I really enjoyed watching both of these movies because you're so right they they um, came out both of them on these huge summer blockbuster years and also like here we are all these years later it's 2019 now and I, I am a geek a hundred times over, but I don't know about you two. Like, I've got a little franchise fatigue and stuff now, at like, or a little blockbuster mm-hmm. fatigue, I guess I could say. And it was extremely charming. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that in a, you know, patronizing sort of way. It's like, oh, we used to make movies, or Hollywood used to make movies that didn't cost $200 million a piece mm-hmm. to make. And like we live in a, a time now, like even Steven Spielberg has a hard time getting a movie green lit because he doesn't direct comic book movies. You know, yeah. it's like, come on, mm-hmm. like like we've as we've, good as they are. Yeah, exactly. There's twenty three yes. of them. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I I love the Marvel movies. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go on record. I am not without sin. I love my blockbusters, but. You used to be able to make a movie for five or six million dollars and have it be a perfectly entertaining. Make deal. a movie for six million dollars. Not only that, release it on July fifth. Yeah. Wow. I mean, yeah. they reserve those weekends for either movies they know they're going to knock it out of the park. Yep. You know, maybe they'll slip in something goofy mm-hmm. now and then. Um, but yeah, both of these movies. The second one had July 9th. so yeah. arguably. Right in that weekend of like, hey, this is these are going to be big deals. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, 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 I think the, the 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 tangible power of the movie going experience in '89 literally carried this movie forward. I I, so. I, I I believe like I on its own merit. It, it's funny on its own. There's aspects of it that have not aged well. Yeah. I mean, voodoo for one thing being so. Used as a comedy relief. I mean, they turn yeah. the two gangsters into goats, and they, that's yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the one thing I, I try to be very careful in the show is to acknowledge those problematic parts, and yeah. that okay, yeah, yeah. But that, that they subtlety did the, the that was missing the, the, in part two, exactly. They <laughs> doing the concept of doing the voodoo ceremony using. Um, a pigeon in a porno movie theater's bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, having the chicken that they got escape 
and there's not being able to find it. Other no. dudes in there with their chicken. Like, yeah. Oh, there's. Crawling around on the floor of the theater, eating yeah. popcorn yeah. off the and, floor. And these are well-dressed dudes, and there is not a soul, no matter what your race is, that you're going to be crawling free, around on your belly. Free Rudy Giuliani, New York, oh, everyone. Oh New York was still scary back then. Yes, it was, <laughs> and it's very front and center, especially in the first one, because the first five ten minutes is those guys walking to work, and they walk through Central Park. And the, the guy pulls a gun on their problem, and Andrew McCarthy's like, "No, not right now. It's yeah, too hot." Yeah, like, like, please. Oh my goodness! See you tomorrow. For for <laughs> for somebody that's only like heard stories of of, of pre nine eleven New York, pre Giuliani mm-hmm. New York, and then to see that because those were real cities, amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and even in ninety three for the sequel, that's still a little bit into to what was still there. Yep. unreal to see that in real life and to see. Uh, well, not in real life, obviously, but to see a, a, a fairly decent picture uh, on film of what it at least looked like was really cool for me. Anyway, yeah, being yeah. some schlub from Boise, Idaho that had never been exposed to that. Right. So. They, they couldn't just make these movies in front of a green screen back then. They had to, no, they had to go, go to, to the, the places. Or... Exactly. You know, the, the, little, the little bits and, and pieces... Uh, <laughs> when I remember when, you know, when the first one, nine years old, he, he's talking about uh, uh Jonathan Silverman's talking about the girl that his love interest in the movie that he likes he's too afraid to talk to her so he goes yeah. just walk up to her and say you know what would look good on you me <laughs> nine-year-old Joey didn't get that at all <laughs> <laughs> look at that like wow that's crappy <laughs> and pretty just really telling to where these people were just in their worlds and there was just nothing about that I love when in the first one they go to the beach and they're just on the black tar covered roof right not of that building that they were in but they're in just some roof right it's all really they really hate uh uh boom boxes in this movie too because the first one's covered in black tar and in the second one they melted all those candles all over the stereo oh, oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> but someone liked it enough to Nobody steal did, it though did not like yeah it's still, they still right, stole right. it they still stole it it's so funny uh so what was it oh look at that so when I um, when I asked, like I said, I mentioned at the beginning of the, the show that, you know, I, I I asked, I invited you guys to come on the show, and you guys really pitched to this movie. I probably would not have normally picked this movie, to be yeah. honest with you, yeah. because Weekend of Bernie's is still well regarded, and the second one, you know, jokingly so, was regarded. Um, and you know we're probably beating a dead horse here or a dead Bernie here, but uh, <laughs> it's kind of like wrap this up. Like, what about these movies spoke to you? You know, thirty years later, out of all the films out there, like, what was it about this one for you guys that that you guys let's do this? Like, what was it like? Was it the first movie that came to your mind, or like what what was it about this? It's like, yep, I want to talk about this film. Like, what do you think? Yeah. Like I said, we may have hit on this, but I kind of. I think young Sheila kind of drew to it because it was funny. Mm -hmm. And uh, at that time of my life, funny was a thing that I really needed to have. So watching it over is is like uh, really nostalgic. You know, like you look back on it and you're like, I laying on the floor in front of the TV and guffawing over some dead guy getting puppeted <laughs> around, you know, mm-hmm. and it just, 
it just brought back brought back you know fond memories of that nice that was for me yeah i um i sort of had two layers of enjoyment of of doing this um i had not seen either of them in a lot of years and as joey mm -hmm. was saying a few minutes ago there was um a lot of things I didn't get when I was 10 years old and watching the first mm -hmm. one quite a bit that I'm now watching. Oh, now I get that mm -hmm. joke. That's funny. Oh, that's also terrible. But, but it's funny. <laughs> like there's, there's something so ingrained about like it's physical comedy, whether, whether it's, and, and this, the, both of these movies were right before like Jim Carrey became a mm -hmm. huge star. And so there, there was a bit of a drought yeah. Right around the time of these movies for physical comedy that Jim Carrey more than filled very shortly after the second one came out. Mm -hmm. um, but it it's so elemental in, in movies. Movies are a visual medium. And the sight of two guys having to run around to move their dead boss mm -hmm. and you know quick put him in the closet put him in the closet you know quick move his arm so people think he's still alive like it's so simple but it's so funny mm -hmm. and um so that you know that got me as a kid and then as an adult like i now i have all this Ah, this theater nonsense that's rattling around <laughs> in my head now, and and so like I'm I'm trying to just watch and enjoy, which by far mostly I did, mm -hmm. because honestly you have to with these movies. You do like you yeah, do. and 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 I love the notion of this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, oh, thank you again for having us. Oh, I, no. be, the internet, the some... internet listeners. <laughs> is full of people bitching about movies and critiquing and toxic <laughs> fandoming so every mm -hmm. little thing. Oh, and yeah. I, I wanted so. to come on this show and talk about these movies, in particular the second one, because the first one's a better movie in my opinion, but there are yes. definite positives in the second one. And so the challenge of coming on this show and finding positive things to say about, like, left to my own devices, I'm sadly one of those critically bullshitty sort of people. <laughs> and yeah. and it true. was and it was good Same. to have this mm -hmm. challenge and come on here and like, and genuinely like, okay, weekend of Bernie's too, not good, mm -hmm. but holy crap, how did Terry Kaiser never win an Oscar? Seriously, <laughs> like, is it like it's very is, endearing? Yeah, yes. like he. He sold this, and um, you know, it, it, it was just entertaining. It's it's funny. It's entertaining. We need to laugh these days, and it was great to laugh watching these two movies. I have <laughs> to say that I'm the least judgmental out of the two of us um, when it comes to movies, and <laughs> maybe I'm a child. I don't know. I love. <laughs> I love the part two just as much as I love part one. Me too. It was over the top. It was crazy, but it, it was funny, and yeah. I laughed. And getting me to laugh nowadays yeah. is a big deal. <laughs> and so valuable. sometimes yeah. you just got to go back to what, what you know. Mm -hmm. And even if it means stapling a toupee on the top of a dead guy's head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. you know, smacking his head into, you know, trying to shove him into a little mini fridge. Mm -hmm. It's funny. It is funny. My my, yeah. my, my four-year-old, um, and he's he's been a really good 
litmus test for a lot of these movies for this show because if it passes the four-year-old test it's great yeah. and he he had a ball watching the second one he watched uh he lasted about 25 minutes in this in the first one but the second he sat with next to me and was riveted absolutely yeah. riveted and to the, so the fact that he's still doing the bernie walk he Dancing loves bernie. the fact that he got shot in the head with the spear gun Oh, for, yeah, for like no reason, yeah. for the only reason to have it he was still only, got it in his yeah, head. He's still, yeah, he's still walking around the arrow in his head. <laughs> what you said about being elemental and being so like you can, if you strip down the, the weird, crazy pretense of this movie, it literally is like the very basics of what makes like of comedy. This type of thing can be you can go straight back to the very beginning with vaudeville and silent yeah. movies. Yeah, it's almost this, like Three Stooges or something. Yeah, it right. is yeah. very much so. Visual, uh, a very dark issue, A very dark yeah. <laughs> Three Stooges yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, so you guys were calling it a farce, right? And Correct. The fa- when you look at all the farces that they write, they're tragedies. They are, yes. They really are. They are. But what makes them funny is how the people around you mm-hmm. react to it. Yeah. So the fact that the people are just like, oh, he's just dead or, you know, this is how he normally responds to me and he doesn't look like he's breathing, but that's fine. Yeah, I he's mean, dead and he gives her the best sex of her life right. in the first and the second one. She's <laughs> smoking and drinking and like... Giggling. And it changes her world. Yeah. Like, it is. Like, that's a, that's, that's a really good thing. Yeah, because like I said earlier about being kind of grim and 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 nihilistically uh dark yeah he it he, he did live a very sad tragic life he did and it wasn't in death did it where he at least he went on an adventure yeah. <laughs> he wasn't just some scumbag he, he went yeah, on he an adventure how to live he yeah. did he, he did <laughs> he, he, he brought joy to others he did bring yes, joy. yeah, he did. yeah. yeah. In these two, these two got a boat out of the deal the lady with the sex the other lady mm-hmm. with the cuddling mm-hmm. she he beat up her, her boyfriend right essentially I was curious. Yeah, yeah bernie had a fight scene in part two he did yeah, yeah. He had, in the second one too he, mm-hmm. he, he beats the apolly uh I was curious looking at, because he lives on the Hamptons in the first one, and that house is immaculately mm-hmm. huge. Oh, yeah. So I was curious how much those kinds of, of properties list for now. And you're talking $50 million. Oh, wow. So arguably, not within reason, there was probably around $30 million. And this guy died for what essentially would have been a drop in the bucket in a lifestyle that he lived Kind of tragic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, you're laughing at it because there's there are lessons to be learned there and there mm-hmm. are, I don't know, there, there's well, some value to it. So. He died because he was stooping the, the gangster's girlfriend. Yes, I yes. mean, really. Well, yeah. he, he brought he it on a himself. fancy restaurant and say, oh yeah, by the way, kill these two guys and earshot of <laughs> yep. everybody. And yep. everybody. So. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, guys, for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, I'm glad that you guys brought this because I probably would have just kept right on going looking at it because I've got two pages of movies <laughs> and this wasn't. Uh, so I'm really appreciate it. So yeah, Shayla, thank you. I look so forward to what you guys are working on in the future. And thank you so much for being a fan of the show and oh, yeah. and uh, yeah, coming on the great. show. I appreciate it so much. So. Woohoo positivity. Be Woo-hoo. positive, everybody. That's right. Yeah. So. I'll use a little more. Yep. It's. You nailed it. Yeah, this yeah. is the whole point of the show. Yeah. So, Weekend of Bernie's, awesome movie. Weekend of Bernie's 2, it's a movie and it's a lot of fun. <laughs> you will believe a Bernie can dance. You will, right. yeah, exactly. Uh, 
the the source for tons and tons of hack uh, political writers talking about Bernie Sanders will be <laughs> if he ever like wins the presidency they will talk the weekend at Bernie's every time he has something crazy happen in his life oh, so yeah oh, yeah yeah how is CNN, that right there on why has that not already been well, <laughs> I feel like it was a missed opportunity to not have the tagline of the second movie feel the burn they were saving that for part three (laughs) (laughs) all right uh well thank you so much guys thank you thank you very much thank you brett thank you so much of course uh everybody thank you so much for listening this is joey uh from everybody here at the be kind rewind love you and thanks for listening and we'll see you next week